if you see your events as an opportunity to get to know your audience better, you're going to be able to get data. And that data is either going to be that you attracted the wrong people that actually don't need your paying service. They're, they were happy to come to your free thing, but they don't actually want or need what you really do, which is what you charge for. Or they are, you know, they just need more time. Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, Mindset and Business Strategy Coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. Well, get ready because I think that this episode is going to be really helpful, really valuable for a lot of you because what I'm going to be talking about today is something that I think is really, really important for you to learn how to do or know how to do um, if you are a coach or a wellness professional or a service-based provider, a service provider who is using talks, workshops, webinars, masterclasses, challenges, whatever you want to call your live experiential events, the content that you create to get your audience, to get people into a room with you, whether that's a live room or a virtual room, a Facebook group, a Zoom room, whatever you want to, you know, however you want to think of it. But for those of you who are like me, who use real experiential content to move people further along your yellow brick road to working with you, to paying you, to signing up for your programs and your services, I think you're really going to get a lot out of this because something that I see all the time, it's with my clients um, and then also just within the larger community, right, that, I'm, that I, I'm in. I'm in communities of not only people that would be my ideal clients, but I'm also in communities of other um, coaches and entrepreneurs and people that are, that are at similar stages of their businesses. But one of the things that I see all the time is people not really knowing how to analyze their, what they're doing, their actions, right? The things that they're taking. So it's kind of like you put out a workshop or a talk or a masterclass or a challenge. And what all you know is a few things, either you don't get the amount of signups that you wanted, or at the, after it, you don't get what you feel like are results, like people wanting to work with you, people saying yes to whatever it is that you offered them, people taking you up on the call to action, right? And so a lot of times what I, I think happens is that, you know, you put all this time and energy and effort into creating your workshop or your live event or your, um, you know, again, I'll keep saying your challenge. Uh, eventually over this course of this episode, I'll just start saying like your event, your experiential content, you know, the thing that you're putting out to try and, 
and, and foster a deeper connection and relationship with your ideal clients, with your audience in hopes that that's going to build more no love and trust. It's going to give them, you know, some reason to want to then take a next step with you, right? So those events, what I see is when they don't go out, go as planned, they don't get as many signups or they don't have big outcomes. I think that like a lot of times you lump it into just like it was a failure or it wasn't a success. And then you just kind of like move on and create something new, right? You're like, but so I'll just do a different one or I'll do, I'll, I'll do another one in a few months um, or a few weeks or whatever. And doing that without actually understanding how to analyze where things maybe went wrong or didn't go the way that you wanted them to go. So, you know, something that happens to me a lot is I will get, um, you know, DMs, messages from, um, from, from coaches or, you know, professional service providers that I don't, that are not my clients right now, right? Like someone who's not my paying client, not in the Passion and Prosperous Academy with me, um, and people that feel connected to me because, you know, they come to all my stuff, they listen to my podcast, I obviously am very approachable, um, I'm very much in service, and they'll, they'll say, oh, you know, I'm so frustrated, um, my event isn't getting any signups, what do you think it is? Or, you know, they'll, they'll say, ah, oh, you know, I did a talk or I did a this and, and nothing came of it. And, you know, what I'll come back to them with is I have a million questions that I need to ask in order to help you figure out where the gap was or where the hole was or where the problem was, right? And so what I'm going to do in today's episode is I'm going to kind of walk you through what the key performance indicators are, right? Like what the KPIs are, like what, what are the possible places in the whole process of getting people to sign up for something that you're offering out into the world to getting people to convert after it, you know, to get what you wanted out of it. Um, I'm going to walk you through all of the different possible things that you might have to look at in order to analyze or figure out for you and your business what you need to tweak, work on, change, shift, do differently, right? And, you know, in my experience, it's not usually that like you have to throw out the baby with the bathwater, right? Like that you don't have to throw out your whole concept, your whole idea, this whole thing that you worked on, but you can probably find out what you should tweak or change or do differently in order to have a better outcome for you, right? So before we dive totally into that, I just want to tell you, if you're listening to this episode when it comes out, which is going to be on Wednesday, January 17th, um, we're in the middle this week of our free community training offer alignment school, which is very related to this topic. So if when you hear this episode, if you haven't already registered for offer alignment school, you still can um, because you can watch the replays of days one and two or even days one, two, three or whatever. Um, the replays are available. So as long as you register for offer alignment school, um, you'll get immediate access to the dashboard uh, where the replays are, where the workbooks are, um, and then you can come to whatever's left, you know, uh, and 
And I think that, like, if if today's episode, you know, feels relevant to you, you should probably do that. Like, you should probably be in offer alignment school. Um, so, so that's happening the week of January 15th to 19th. Um, the sign-up is on my website, www.stacybrassrussell.com, under events, or there's, like, a banner on the top. Uh, you can find it on social media. Like, there's no shortage of ways to reach out to me. And that brings me to one other thing I want to say before... Um, I, I really get into the thick of this episode, um, reach out to me. I really want to hear from you. Um, you know, podcasting can feel a little bit weird because, you know, the metrics even for podcasting when like you get your, you know, weekly thing from your platform, like of how many people downloaded or how many people are listening. There's no real accurate, amazing, um, way to get, you know, any data on podcast, let alone to connect with your audience, to really know who is listening. And if you get my vibe at all, what you should know about me is that like my number one greatest joy is connecting with the people that I am serving or that I'm helping or that I want to help. And the only way we can do that, if you're a podcast listener of this show, is for you to reach out to me. You know, shoot me an email, send me a DM. Um, If anything, let me know that you're listening. And if you like the show, uh, request for me to talk about something. And if I can, um, I will. So, uh, you know, I really, really would love to, um, to know who you are, if you are getting a lot out of this, uh, out of the show. So just even just if you write me an an email saying, Hey, I love the show or I listen to the show. Here's what I do. Um, here's where I am in my business. Um, that would be incredible. So I'm just putting out that little, uh, invite. It's an invitation for you to, um, to connect with me. Uh, don't worry. I won't try to immediately sell you into my program. Um, but at least we can, um, have a real connection, a real relationship, which is something that I value very highly. It's probably one of my top values in my business and in my life. Okay, so with that, let's actually move on to what we're going to talk about. So what I teach, right, my business model for myself, and therefore it's like what I'm known for, it's what is like kind of the core of my business coaching, my um, teaching, the way that I help people to grow businesses is absolutely by using like experiential live content. So, you know, it's funny. I just got um, an email this morning or yesterday from, you know, someone who does uh, marketing for, for, for people. And she emailed me to pitch me, her client, to be a guest on this show. And it's actually an entrepreneur who I know. Like, she's another, like, successful entrepreneur, and I know her. Um, and obviously, this person didn't know that. But what this other person's business is, is purely about automated funnels and, you know, running a business completely differently than what I, how I run mine and, and, and what I teach. And, you know, she, she really is, um, someone whose whole thing is about using money, running money. uh, I mean, running, using money to run ads that drive people to an automated webinar that then sell them an automated course. And that's great. I mean, she's really successful. People make a lot of money doing that. Um, but 
It's literally the opposite of what I teach, you know, and what I do. I am of the other camp, the other school, which is I believe that like if you're a if if you're a a, a person who who wants to work with humans, right? Like that you're not interested in just being like an online course creator that records something and then sells it in your sleep, right? But if you're the person who um, works with people, then that's me. Like even, even when I hit seven figures, I really don't think that I'm going to all of a sudden become someone who doesn't like show up live for my Passion Prosperous Academy. It's a live program. Um, work one-on-one with people. I get my greatest joy. I mean, it's my purpose is teaching, mentoring, and coaching real humans. And I've been doing that in various forms for my entire life. I was a tap dance teacher. I've been a choreographer. I've, you know, I spent almost two decades teaching yoga. I became a coach. Like I, like that's my purpose is working with actual human beings, right? And so if that's you and you want to attract the actual human beings that want to work with you, then my business model that I teach is that you need to have experiential events, whether they're live in person, like locally, or if you get to the point where you do something like what I do, like Passion and Prosperous Live, which is like a a two-day event that people fly in from, right? So a live event somewhere, like in person, or virtual uh, live events. And to be honest with you, even before the pandemic, virtual live events were like the way that I started to really grow my coaching business, showing up online, doing workshops, doing challenges, doing programs online. Um, It's how I started my Facebook group, you know, when I started a group. So this is what I teach. I really believe that, you know, if you're a person who's the one working with people, then you should be using a signature or a few signature workshops, talks, challenges, webinars, whatever you want to call these things that you that you bring people into so that they can be in a room with you, whether it's an in-person or a virtual room, and then you can work your magic with them. And then, you know, hopefully they're going to like take another action. They're going to take you up on the thing that you offer at the end, or at least they're going to be further along. They're going to be further enrolled with you. And maybe now is not their exact time, but maybe it'll be in the future. Right? So, so there's an art to getting to having a successful event. And I mean, it could literally be like a one hour workshop online all the way up to like, you know, a five day um, masterclass when you become a little bit more experienced and comfortable. And obviously that requires a lot more sort of admin and, and organization, like, but that's what offer alignment school is next week. Um, to, you know, a long event, to a retreat, to, uh, you know, a challenge in your Facebook group, like we're talking anything, anything. What I'm going to be sharing with you today is, is are all of the important things that you need to be looking at along the path in order to really figure out where things might have not gone the way they should in order to create success, okay? So let's define success of, of an event. 
Well, number one, it's getting people to sign up, right? Like that is the step one of if an event is successful is if you got people to sign up. Now, how many people you can get to register or sign up for something is going to be very, very proportional or very related to the size of your audience. That's just a fact, right? So the size of your email list and the size of your social media following, right? That, or, or the size of your network, right? Like whoever you have to put your event in front of. Okay. And so when you're first starting out that network of, of email list and social media, and maybe like other, you know, people that are in your world, um, because you have networking events or whatever, that's probably going to be relatively small in the beginning, right? It's not going to be huge. So the amount of people, the expectations that you're going to have for how many people you can get to sign up for something is going to be proportionate to that. It's not going to be all the people, right? Um, so what we usually assume, okay, is that we're going to get anywhere from like 1% to 10% of our entire audience, 10% would be a lot, like one to 10% of our entire network to actually sign up for an event. Okay. At any given time. So when you think about that, right, like, let's say you've got, you know, a hundred people on your, on your email list, or maybe you have less, and then maybe you've got like, you know, uh, uh, friends on Facebook, and we're going to talk about this in a, in, in a minute, um, you know, X amount of friends on Facebook, X amount of followers on Instagram. If it, if the whole sum total of that is a thousand people, right? Like total, then what we're talking about here is like, you know, is, is like 10 people to sign up for your event would be an amazing outcome, right? 10 and then at the most, I, it's not going to be a hundred. I mean, so so if you have a thousand people, if you you're, you're I, I shouldn't have even said ten percent conversion. It's like a one to five percent at the best. Okay, so it's really important when you think about like when you set a goal for how many people you want to register or sign up for something. You have to be. You can have big goals. You can stretch your goals. You can say, I'm going to really aim for thirty people. But then you also, if you don't get the 30 people, you also have to be, you also have to be willing to go, okay, well, I, I wanted, I, I, I went for 30, but the reality is that like, I don't have a big audience. And so I got 15, I'm going to, that's really great. You know what I mean? So, so there's, so defining the success of an event, a getting people to sign up. Okay. Then the next thing is getting the right people to sign up, okay? And how do we know they're the right people? It's if after the event, okay? And so we can't know this until after the event. Um, it's if the people that came, if they came, it's if they're people who then either do take our call to action or they are further engaged on our yellow brick road. Because the thing that we know, especially nowadays, and I made an episode about this a, a couple of uh, 
weeks ago is that especially now it's 2024 when I'm writing, when I'm recording this and when you're listening to it, especially now, what we know is that the buyer journey is a longer journey. People sometimes need to be on your email list for like a year before they take action or they need to be coming to multiple of your free events before they take you up on an offer. And that might not be everybody, but it's good to know. It's good to keep that in mind, okay? But there are ways, there are metrics of finding out if the people that did come to your event are are the right people, even if they don't take action right away. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to walk you through the process of figuring out like the success rate so that you know where to look for those KPIs, for those key performance indicators. And I just, I actually don't think that people are really looking for that or really figuring this out. So let's start with when you're creating any sort of event for your business, any event, okay, even if it's inside your Facebook group. You always want to have an official sign up, an official way for people to sign up. Because if you don't, you get no metrics, you get no analytics, you get no data, like zero data. And you can't run a business with zero data. So even though I like to encourage new business owners, starting out business owners, people who literally have nothing and don't have a lot of money to invest in their business and are not going high tech or anything, even though that is who I talk to and I encourage you to do it, at a bare minimum, you must, 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 must have an email list and you must use an opt-in page for your event. You just have to. So if that means spending a little money on MailChimp or Flowdesk or whatever, you know, email marketing platform you use, they all have the ability to create an opt-in page, okay, which is the way for people to sign up. Having people sign up for things that don't connect to your email list is not good business. It's just not good business, okay? And having people sign up for things by by not having them sign up, meaning by just giving them a Zoom link or... Now, when you're doing a talk or something in someone else's venue, like let's say someone else invites you to do something or you or you collaborate with the space or whatever, or you're showing up in someone else's space, you don't always... You're not always in charge of the signups. And that's a different story, okay? What you have to do in those situations. Right now, we're talking about your own things. And what I'm telling you is that you must, even if you're doing it inside your Facebook group, I recommend that you create a reason for the people in the Facebook group to identify that they want to attend your thing. They want to be a part of it so that you're not just putting out content into the wind and getting no real data or feedback. So the very first thing that you have to do is be willing to have a real way for people to sign up. And what that means is that you create an opt-in page and what's on that opt-in page is the title of the event, a way for people to enter their name and email to be registered, and then a brief description of what's going to be happening. That's what an opt-in page is, okay? So it's a place for you to give people a link to click on Okay, and then they're going to enter their name and email. And right off the bat, 
you are going to get valuable data. And I'll tell you what that data is in a moment, okay? So once you create your title and your content. Now, Offer Alignment School is about the content. A big part of it is the content as well as the title. I'm not going into that here yet. I mean, I am going to talk to you about your content. But once you create your title and your content and you make your opt-in page, now you're going to start promoting the event, okay? Anytime you want people to come to something at a designated time, right, day and time, you have to give it time to promote it. You have to promote it. First of all, people are busy, people have busy schedules, and some people will rearrange their schedule for something that seems really important to them, um, right? But sometimes they can't. And so the more notice that you can give, so you know, for like a free event, I always think that like a two to four week window is, is great, you know? Four week being like, that's like super generous. That's setting yourself up for like massive success. Um, and then, you know, two weeks is, is often like a, a good amount of time to get people, right? Two to three weeks. So you create your opt-in, you create your, your, um, your page. And then what's happening is you're promoting the event. And so how are you promoting the event? Well, your first goal, okay, the first goal of any event that you're putting on is to get people to click on the link that takes them to the page. The very first thing that you want people to do is click on the link. And what makes them click on the link is only two things, the title or the way that you're describing it in your message. So if it's on a social media post that you're promoting it, or if you're verbally telling someone about it, or if you uh, send it out in an email to your email list, the thing that's going to get someone to click on the link, which is step one, it is step one of somebody coming to your event. The only way you're going to get them to click on it is with the title or with what you say about it to get them to click. Okay, so the first thing that you're going to find out about your event is if the title isn't good enough, meaning the title isn't attention grabbing or hitting all of the important points that a title needs in order to get people to click on it, which is it needs to be so clear who it's for, what the outcomes are and what and 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 why it's happening, like what's going to what you're giving them, like, you know, what it is. Are you giving them an easy process to get this outcome? Are you giving them three steps to it? Are you sharing a proven strategy? Are you like, and then what is the immediate outcome? Like they're going to come away from this thing and all of that needs to be in the title. So if, if, if the title isn't, is just too like kind of generic or if it's too vague or if it's not really clear, people are not going to click to find out more because they're not going to have the immediate like recognition of that it's something that they want and need and that it's geared toward them. And then the other thing that could literally hinder someone from clicking is if 
your messaging is off. Like is if what you're saying about it, again, is not clear and specific, or if you're not really talking about the outcomes and the results, if you're just talking about the tools, like, right, if you're talking about what you're going to be doing with them during it, like that is not going to be necessarily the selling point. So you've got to understand that your event itself is not what people are, are signing up for. They're signing up for what they're going to get. And it's very important to remember the psychology of marketing and sales, which is that you always have to be thinking that the other person's only interest is literally what's in it for me. What's in it for me? What's in it for me? And if what you're saying it is doesn't sound like something they actually were already thinking they want. Like if, they, if it's not something they want and need right now, they're not going to do it. They're not going to sign up even if there's replays and it's free, right? Because time and energy are just as big a commodity to people as money. And I know that you might not be, you know, believing that right now, but I'm here to tell you it's completely true. So the click is the first thing. So what's another reason why you may like put your workshop out there with your link and not get clicks? Well, it could be that you are promoting to your social media following, but you don't actually have enough ideal clients that are following you, that most of the people on your feed are your friends and your family. And so you could post your link till the cows come home and those are not your ideal clients. So if you don't have an ideal client, an ideal client following yet, it could feel disappointing to you that you're posting on social media. It's important to remember that social media is not some magical portal to everyone in the world seeing your stuff, right? It's a, it, the people that follow you may see your stuff. Like one to 2% of your followers, one to 5% will see any given post that you make. That's first of all. And then if, if you don't have ideal clients that are already your followers or friends on Facebook, they're not seeing, you're, you're not reaching anybody. So you may have a, 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 a problem, an audience problem, if you're trying to put on a live event, a live workshop, a live talk, and you haven't yet done any of the work to kind of just attract people, followers, people onto your email list, okay? So that could be one of the problems. The other problem could be that you're actually not marketing and promoting enough, that, you're not, that you make one post announcing your thing and then you think, okay, now I'm just going to slink away and hope that people register. But the truth is, is that you, when you're in a promotion mode for anything, a free thing included, you have to post about it like a mad person, like a banshee, like every day. When you're in a promo mode, you've got to be like, prolific is what I call it in your amount that you're posting. And same goes for your email list. It, you know, if you're afraid to email your list, like, listen, every single time I send out an email, someone unsubscribes, but what am I going to do? Not email my list because someone doesn't want to get that extra email about my event. Because here's the other thing we know, it's no different on social media than on email, although email is way better for promoting. Like you are always going to get the bulk of your signups from your email list, which is another reason why you should be building your email list. But the thing that you need to know about all marketing, 
and you've heard me say this before, is that it takes an average of 21 times, 21 touches for someone to see, receive the email, have it come through their feed before they take action on it. So if you send one email to your email list and make one social media post, you're basically setting yourself up for complete failure. So the click rate, the, the, getting people to click on that link is the first KPI. And if you're not getting the clicks, then these are the things that you have to be looking at. Your title, how you're, what you're saying to get people to click, how many times you're putting the link out there, whether or not you have an audience yet of people that are your ideal clients, okay? So that's all really, really, really important for you to look at. And the title may be indicative of a deeper problem, which we're about to get to, which is if the topic or the content or what you're saying it is, is not something that your audience or ideal clients really give a shit about. So that's what we're about to get to, okay? Now, that's assuming that they just don't even resonate with the title at all. And what that could mean is that you have what we're about to get to now, which is a content problem. So if, if the people, if you're putting out content that your people actually just don't feel is important for them or that they don't want or need, that is also going to affect your signup rate, Right? you might be creating content that you think is, you know, that you think is amazing and what your people need, but it may be that you're not giving them, meeting them where they are right now and giving them what they want. And that means that you might not know your audience well. You may not have clarity on your niche. You may not really, like, have done the work to figure out, like, what is really the most important thing that your clients want? And it may not be, it may be or may not be that you're not creating this free content in alignment with what you actually do with people when they pay you. And all of your free content should sound like it's solving the same problem as what you do for money even if you're not teaching or giving the same thing that you do in your paid services, it should sound like a version of that. If not, you're not getting people. People don't want what you think they need. They want what they think they need and want. And you have to know that. It's like you have to be able to jump inside their heads and figure that out. So the very first thing of not getting the clicks could be so many of these things. So if someone comes to me and says, why aren't I getting the signups? I would have to do a deep dive analysis of all these things with them, right? Which I do with my clients. Well, my clients don't have this problem because, I, because that's why they're my clients, right? Because we work on everything, right, before they put it out. They are putting out titles and content. They know their niche. We, we, we're establishing what their people need. They're creating content that's in alignment with their paid offers. This is what we do. This is literally what the Academy, the Passion and Prosperous Academy is, right? You come into the Passion and Prosperous Academy, and this is what we do. It's what we spend all the time doing for you, is making sure that what you're putting out into the world is attracting clients and that they want to work with you. 
And this is all what we're talking about. And this is all the, the things that we look at. No one in the academy is putting out workshops and talks and whatever without properly promoting, without properly knowing how to grow their audience a little bit before. Um, you know, they're doing it and getting people on their email list. Like all the things that I'm sharing with you today. But people that are not in the academy or that are not working with me, I see them making, you know, like being very, 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 very flat, like very flummoxed, very, you know, um, uh, confused as to why things aren't going better for them. But there's analytics, there's ways of finding out. It's not a mystery. It's not a mystery. It's just that you have to know, like all of these things that you have to be looking for in order to analyze and then course correct. And it may be, you could, sometimes you can course correct during the whole situation or sometimes it's that you have to take this and then do it different next time, okay? All right, so now, now let's say people do click on the link and this is also the reason that you wanna do this officially with a platform where you can get analytics. Let's say people click but they don't sign up, right? So step one is getting them to click. And clicking brings them to the sign up page where there's a place for them to enter their name and email. And there's also a brief description. So let's say someone clicks and then doesn't sign up. Now this happens. This happens all the time. Like I have analytics and data on my stuff and you know I will get plenty of people who look at a page and then don't sign up. But the good news is that the majority of people do. But if I have a client who puts something out there and then they, uh, we can look at their data because they're getting clicks, people are clicking on the link. You can only get this data from an email though, okay? Or you can get page views. You can see page view. No, you can get the uh, analytics for a page view. You just can't see names if it's not from your email list. Okay, I don't want to confuse you. So let's say... People are looking at the page, but they're not actually signing up. Now, if it's like no one, right? Like if my client says to me, um, you know, 30 people have looked at the page and no one has entered their name and email, then, then we can immediately try to figure out, oh my God, okay, so they were interested enough in the title and in the description that you gave on social media, but then they came to the page and there's some reason why they're not actually then taking the next step and signing up. So then we can look at like whether or not the content on the page, right, or what we told them it is, is if there's something that needs to be tweaked. Like maybe maybe it doesn't say free uh, or maybe it makes it sound complicated. Maybe it's not easy for them to register for some reason. Um, maybe you, you're describing information and not transformation. Now, again, if it's my client, that's not usually what happened because we've already reviewed the page. But still, I've even had the experience a couple of times where if we weren't getting the conversions, that's what it's called, that we wanted, I've gone in and moved things around on the page or I've added a video to the to the opt-in page because sometimes when people get to a page and then they see you and they hear you say, hey, I'm so happy that you're interested in joining this workshop. This is why you should come. Sometimes that's all it takes to move the needle. But we have to be able to like be willing to do these analysis for ourselves so that we can keep trying to make improvements and make things better. 
But a lot of times, if you get people to the page and they're not signing up, it has something to do with that you're not really conveying that what the outcomes are going to be, or you're not really like that once they get there, it's just for whatever reason, not appealing to them. Now, the good news is that it also could be that it's weeding out the people that are not meant to work with you. But what that tells you is why is the title attracting the wrong people? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So this is all stuff that we can use to look at because business is an ongoing living thing. It's constantly evolving. There's no way to set it and quit it in your business or set it. What is it? Set it and forget it. Set it and forget it in your business. That's never going to happen. You're never going to set it and forget it. You're always going to be evolving. You're always going to be up, up leveling, improving, tweaking, using your data to keep getting better at every phase. And so if you have some idea that there's a way to like do things one way perfectly, you know, that is not, that is not happening. Okay. So, all right. So we've got the second phase is, are they going to the page and signing up? Right. So now you get the signups. Okay. And then you have to be very realistic about how many people that sign up for things actually show up for them live, even if they're free. I mean, especially if they're free. Now, I do not think that you should therefore not do free events because some people sign up for free things and don't show up because there's always going to be the people that do. Okay. And yes, it's always a percentage. Again, we consider a 20, 20 to 30% live show up rate and excellent show up rate. But if your numbers are small, I want you to remember, if you've got 10 people signed up, a, a good live show up rate is going to be if two or three people end up in the Zoom room with you. So that's a reality check. But if two or three people are there, then you're right in line with what would be considered really good outcomes for the industry. But you might not know that and you might be feeling really bummed and disappointed, right? So this brings us back to that numbers game, right? It is a numbers game. Do you have to have a bajillion people in your audience in order to do an event that gets someone to say yes to, a, to working with you or converts to a paying client? No. I want you to actually think if you only had two or three people in the Zoom room and one of them ended up becoming a client, wouldn't that be an incredible outcome for you? Now, not if you're launching a low ticket thing, not if you do this whole schlemiel and then offer people something that costs, you know, $50 and one people takes you, one person signs up, that's not going to feel like, okay, I can make a living. But if you're doing what I teach and you're focusing on your high ticket offer, right, until you're at a point in your business where you can scale and you do have a big enough audience that if you wanted to run a, a workshop or a webinar or a challenge and get, you know, 100 people to take your $50 offer, that's a different phase of business. But in the beginning, if you're running these events and you want one client to pay you $1,500 to $3,000 or $5,000, and you get a handful of people to take you up on your workshop and one of them becomes a client, that's a huge win, okay? But you have to be realistic about how these things go and you can't be disappointed and feel like everything's a flop 
or you can't have totally unrealistic expectations, right? So you deliver the event, right? So now you're doing your workshop, your talk, whatever. Are there very important key things to do when you're actually delivering your content that will make a huge difference in what people do after or at the end? Yes. So do you need to learn how to be engaging? We don't want to lecture people. You're not a professor in a college, so no one wants to sign up for something and then have it be a lecture. Anytime you do any sort of event like this for your business, it needs to be experiential and it needs to be transformational and it needs to be engaging, whether it's in person or, or, or on Zoom. And there are ways to do that. This is what I teach in the Passion and Prosperous Academy. We cover all of these bases so that you can have all the key performance indicators check off for your success. So you need to become a master of engagement, a master of transformation. Your content cannot just be informational. It can't be advice. I mean, it can be tips and, and, and actual, but it needs to give people something that they're able to experience, implement, feel a shift, feel a change, have an aha, like, not be disconnected as if they're just watching you, you know, on a screen or even just watching you in an audience. This is not a play, right? People didn't buy a ticket to a play. So how you deliver your content and what your content is, that it's experiential, that it's transformational is key to you ending up getting someone to want more from you, okay? Then where I see most people failing is in the, well, then you have to have a call to action and you have to be realistic about what your call to action is from your event. Do people come to a one hour thing for the first time they're ever seeing you and then want to pay you a couple of thousand dollars at the end of it? Not usually. Now, some people that get further along and are much more established in their businesses and have a bigger audience and more social proof and lots of testimonials and, and whatever. Do people come to their events and then sign up for their programs? Yeah, I get people on my five-day events who sign up for the Academy. The Academy is $8,000. People sign up for the Academy from my events. I am almost six years into a successful business. I've run group programs for years, I have a following. I have people who listen to this show, people who come to all my free trainings. Do people convert? Yes, they do. But that's years in the making. When you're newer and you do a one hour or 90 minute workshop and you've got a couple of people who haven't had an opportunity to binge your podcast or haven't come to a million other things with you or, you know, the or maybe they're not really your ideal clients yet, you know, if they don't just jump at you offering them your program at the end, that's actually not crazy. And it might be crazy for you to be offering your program and not finding a way to offer them a, a way to move further along your yellow brick road at the end, right? They might not even want a discovery call right away, which is why the next part is so important. This is where I see so many coaches and, and, and service providers falling off, which is in the follow-up, in the outreach. 
Oh, and I didn't even mention in the beginning for getting signups. It takes a tremendous amount of personal outreach, a tremendous amount of direct reaching out and offering people your your free thing as a valuable commodity for them, right? And that's all about like, that's getting over yourself. That's not cold pitching. That's not trying to sell someone something. That's literally connecting with someone who you've been, you know, talking to or who likes you on social media, who comments on your post and sending them a message and saying, hey, did you see that I'm doing this workshop? Did you see that I have this thing coming up? I think it would be really great for you. It's free. I do this all the time. Um, Okay, so I forgot to say that earlier about the clicks, right? Getting the clicks Um, in the promo period. But now we're talking about post and we're talking about how many people I see do their event and then make an offer or a call to action at the end and then nothing happens on the call. No one's like booking a call. No one's like raising their hand. No one signs up. And then the call, the, the event ends and then you go home and you get under the covers and you cry and you feel sorry for yourself and you're such a failure and no one wants what you're offering and your business is going to go under, right? And what you don't realize is that All of everything happens in the follow-up. Rarely, again, unless you're a huge company and you're offering this thing with limiters and bonuses and people are running to the back of the room, which you may have seen before, that's not really realistic. It's not really how things go when you're talking about the kind of events that we're talking about here. Not large-scale, crazy-ass events, but like with what you're doing, with what I'm doing, it's not the way it goes. People need a minute. Sometimes they need more than a minute. Sometimes they actually are not ready to pay, but they're curious and they want to get something else from you or, or, or talk to you or take another step along your yellow brick road or stay on your yellow brick road. Um, and that's why you have to have another thing to offer at some point, not too long in the future, right? So following up with people, creating, seeing your events as an opportunity to create a deeper connection and relationship with the people who say yes to coming is one of the best strategies I could ever teach you. Is that the people that say yes to being in a room with you, they have let you know that at least they're interested in something more with you. And unless what you deliver to them is like the wrong thing, okay, for them, or you over-deliver, and I don't believe in over-delivering, but what I do believe in is that you can overwhelm people or give them or not deliver in a way that lets them know what they still need. And that's all also, like, that's very strategic. That's like a, that's a higher level thing that I'm not going to teach you in the podcast right now. But for the most part, if you see your events as an opportunity to get to know your audience better, you're going to be able to get data. And that data is either going to be that you attracted the wrong people that actually don't need your paying service. They were happy to come to your free thing, but they don't actually want or need what you really do, which is what you charge for. Or they are, you know, they just need more time. They, They love it, but they're not ready. And if you have that information, either of those things are helpful to you. 
Because one will help you to know that you're not attracting the right people and maybe now you have to be speaking to your niche differently or your content needs to be more specific for your niche so that you don't attract the people that just that wanted the thing you're offering, but it's not really in alignment with what you do for money. And this is what Offer Alignment School is about. Or you can at least start talking to people. And if they're not ready, you can at least find out why, or you can at least cultivate a relationship with them and help them to want the service. So this expectation that you're going to do an event, a challenge, a workshop, a webinar, whatever you want to call it, and that like if you don't get a paying client right at the end, that like it was all a flopperoonie, right? I like to say like a big flop. That is not good business acumen. That is not good thinking. It's not using your brain the right way. It's not knowing how to be an entrepreneur. It's not knowing how to have your own business. It's an unwillingness to like look at the data in front of you and and actually like be willing to move forward and use it because business is not what a lot of people are trying to make you think it is. Business is not put something out and get a bajillion people to pay you for it. That is not how it works. There's a lot of other stuff that goes into it. And the way I teach it is for it to be organic and to be fairly low cost right? And low tech. And there are other people out there, like the one I told you they pitched for my podcast, who teach the opposite, which is, which is spend a lot of money to buy leads, to pay for leads, and run people through an automatic funnel and sell them a lower mid-ticket offer. And that requires volume and money, right? Volume and money, volume and money, volume and money. And what I teach is not a lot of money and you don't need a lot of volume, but you have to be realistic about your numbers. You have to know what to expect. You have to know how it works, right? So hopefully this gave you a, like a, a, a new way of like sort of thinking about putting on your free events, which I want you to do. It's literally how I have grown my business to a multiple six-figure business. I use ads really minimally. And just on a side note, I was running some ads the way I, I really only run ads to my free events now. And I was running ads to offer alignment school. And guess what happened? My ads account got hacked on Friday. I'm making this uh, uh, episode on Saturday. Yesterday morning, my ads account got hacked. Um, they ran up $800 on my, on my business Amex, like that's associated with my ads account. My ads account got shut down. So for the three days leading up to offer alignment school, we don't have any more ads running, which is kind of like a bummer. But, um, but that's a side thing because what I'm sharing with you is I have a very low cost business when it comes to like what I spend my money on. I don't spend it on, on, on ads. Like I don't spend thousands of dollars on ads. I don't spend thousands of dollars on, on, you know, automations and funnels and running like big high tech pro things where everyone's just automated and where I don't like have direct contact with people. Um, I don't have a sales team. I don't have a big team, right? Like, and I have a super successful business and that's who I help. I help those of you who that's the business you want for now. Maybe when I'm, when I want to scale, you know, to like another level, I may implement some of these other strategies, but I don't have to, to have the business that I have right now, which most people would be really freaking happy with. Okay. It's very successful. So, and very profitable because I don't spend 
as much money. So there are some people who are walking around talking about multiple seven-figure businesses, but they spend so much money in their business that their business is not that profitable, right? So that is what I have for you today. I hope that um, that this was that this uh, sh- shifts the way that you're thinking or helps you to be thinking in you know in in the right way when you're putting on your live workshops and your free events and everything. Okay, um, and as I said, if you're listening to this in any time of the week of the 15th of January, 2024, you can sign up for Offer Alignment School. If you're listening to this at some other time. Um, you can, you know, join the Passion and Prosperous Academy. There's probably another training that I'm coming up. I've got a lot happening in 2024. We have the Nail Your Niche Project is coming up in February and Know Your Niche, the next five-day training is coming up in um, March. So there's something pretty much every month coming up for you. And so make sure that you're on my email list, uh, which again, you can go to join it from my website, www.stacybrassrussell.com. I send out a Monday mindset email. We have a Wednesday podcast email, and then you'll always know about all of these incredible events and trainings and all these things that I'm offering on a regular basis. Um, and let me know if this episode resonated with you. Let me know if you learned something. Let me know if this was helpful. And always, 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 I want to hear from you. Shoot me an email, ask me something, and I can make an episode on it. And I can even dedicate it to you and say your name. All right? So that's what I have for you today. I'm sending you all the love, and I will be with you next week, hopefully live at Offer Alignment School. And until then, I'm signing off. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you're listening to, please make sure you're following or subscribing. And if you're on Apple, that's the little plus sign on the top right so that you get notified when new episodes drop every Wednesday. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it.